We're in Beirut for a new episode of the Beirut Banyan, and we're joined by Dr. Hanina Abinader. We discuss COVID-19, vaccines, and the wider battle against misinformation. This podcast is made possible by the generosity of listeners and viewers like you. Kindly consider a contribution through Patreon or PayPal. Links are in the details box. Any amount is appreciated. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle, The Beirut Banyan. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And to stay updated with video releases, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. I'm Rani Shatar, and this is The Beirut Banyan. for me to speak to you within a few hours of reaching out to you. I'm, uh, I'm privileged because I really just stumbled upon a video that's been circulating online, uh, a video that you articulate a severe problem that's, that's happening now in Lebanon. And within a few minutes, we arranged a, a recording together. And this to me is, is I, I feel lucky that I'm able to gauge your mind even in a short, limited period of time. And I'll just start by saying, Dr. Hanina Abinadir, uh, you are, I think, uh, one of the few people I've seen on TV recently, at least in Lebanese media, that is able to politely interrupt when necessary and sort of deliver on what's extremely important. And I appreciate that. And I'm particularly referring to, I think it was just last night, it was a conversation on OTV where you were able to say, listen, give me names. Be specific and let me know which doctors are saying that the vaccines are not right, that there's, mis- that there's problems with them, and we can keep the conversation going. Otherwise, there's no point in this conversation. And that's why I reached out to you. I think it was a very articulate moment, and I think there's a lot of misinformation spreading, in particular in Lebanon, where I see it myself, that I'm, I'm trying to persuade relatives and, and sometimes immediate family to not be afraid of these vaccines. And it almost seems like this is taking a life of life on its own, that people are paranoid. So I want to I start there. Why do you think that there's such a big misinformation or whatever it is, almost like um, that there's fake news surrounding this topic of vaccines? Why do you think it's, it's in a way even, even on the table to begin with? And is there anything that can be done beyond what you're doing, which is sort of standing up and saying, stop, stop this madness? the public can do to at least rely on reliable information and not sort of Instagram posts and WhatsApp and Facebook, where I think a lot of this is originating. So if we can start there, just the dance of why, why this is so toxic at the moment and why is this even being discussed, especially on TV, where it's almost like the, the news should be information, not, not misinformation. So let, let's begin there. Okay, first, let me thank you, Rani, for your uh, introduction. Uh, you know, Lebanon now is in a big mess. There's no places at the hospitals. Uh, not all the doctors will accept to check or do a physical exam for COVID-positive patients. Mm. So this is why we looked for hope. And we as doctors, vaccine is a big hope. You cannot yeah. wait for a herd immunity. It will take years, five to seven years in Lebanon. Yeah. And you will have like 
10,000 of people, I can call them martyrs, they will die for me, it's like shuhada. Mm -hmm. So when the vaccine came, um, most of the doctors, I can say, from infectious disease to, let's say, more easily, Johns Hopkins said that, that we have to take it within two shots. Right. And if you want to do a scoop, you can easily say, don't take the vaccine, it will kill you. And all the people will uh, say, okay, who's that guy? Uh, and he will have like a kind of scoop, but this is not a game. Corona right. death right. is two to 3%. And in Lebanon lately with the chaos of the hospitals, it reached 5%. So at this moment, if there's no, no evidence-based medicine, the guy I'm searching for, for, for him is not really um, in this field. So he's just saying, don't take the vaccine, but he's not really uh, um, a specialized doctor. Right. So right. this is why um, I was in a, in a bit anger because I'm seeing around me what's happening. I would say it was better than, I think anger, you can maybe sort of, we could talk about that, but it's, it wasn't anger. For me, it was actually discipline. It's saying, this is, this is incorrect. Stop the madness. And I think I haven't seen that, that delivery done that much, at least in Lebanese circles on, on media in particular, traditional media, that it just, I mean, there's an endless debate of, no, I heard voices, I heard names, I heard this and that. And you were able to say, name these doctors. And I like that you actually, you pointed that out and then the conversation really stopped. But is there, is there a way for ordinary people who don't have that kind of luxury? Because in a way, you were able to do this in front of a large audience on TV citizens that that want to believe what you're saying and not these sort of uh, endless fake news is there anything that can be done for the population to win this battle and i like what you said in particular that there, there's a free choice here nobody's coming around forcing you to take vaccines citizens have the right to determine but at least in terms of letting the scientific argument win does the population have any tools that can be used so that this isn't just a back and forth endless debate uh, first of all, we have to agree that even when the vaccine will come, we will stay, we'll, we'll keep taking our precautious measures, prevention. We agree on this. Yes, right. Don't forget that. Don't forget that even if you had COVID and you have immunity, you're closer. You can still transmit uh, COVID through many ways. True. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, we transmit the virus easily. Now, um, okay, COVID. They say it's a messenger RNA on the vaccine and in Russia it's adenovirus. Okay, but and but don't forget that Corona people just worked for a year, whole year. It's like four years for another vaccine. So this is one point. The other point is that, you know, in the US, 42% so far took the vaccine and few, very few uh, really had severe um, um, side effects. You know, we mm -hmm. had a doctor who had low platelets he died but still it's under investigation uh, if there's other other factors also um, I, as, as i said before uh, you know when you have chaos no places in the hospitals people will die more they will die at home and then you know uh, now what happened um, in lebanon that uh, last week we were between the 21 first countries in the world this to population so this lebanon is like between right. the first 21 country this is a big number so i guess because christmas you know families were gathered and right. after this new year you know so the spread was like in a devilish way sadly yeah and 
we see most of the people who dies are diabetic, overweight, cancer, dialysis, or CAD, coronary artery disease, and above 75 years, but also above 50. We have the risk, and we have seen, sadly, many young dying. It was like a shock, a big shock. Right, right. So, so it's almost like a, it, there's a reckless policy in place anyway, that Lebanon was in the perfect storm. But so I, I like that you said that people should take precautions regardless, whether the vaccine's available or not, that people should be extra careful. I will, I mean, just from being outside today and taking a walk around Beirut, mask on, but sort of seeing it's hit and miss. There's so many people that are just sort of lazily taking it off or you don't, you see many people not wearing it. Is that part of the problem that people don't take it seriously because there's too many voices saying that this is all just whether the vaccine is not going to work or whether there's a malicious intent or something that just doesn't add up? Is there a problem just in terms of messaging that this is such a serious issue? Because as you said, 20, among the top 21, that's terrible. And the rates have gone down. If I'm not mistaken, today it's 2,000. Two th- or around 2000, but still that is, that is extremely high. So wh- what is the issue there? Why are people still not really taking those precautions that, that are necessary? I guess uh, in Lebanon, they love, they cannot stay still. They cannot stay home. They, they are like full <laughs> right. of energy. And yeah. you see Lebanon is hard because it's a small country, but hard to, you know, China, they took control of China within one decision. In Lebanon, it's much, much smaller, but very divided. If you see right. in yeah. one region, I will not name them because I love all Lebanese. If you see one region sticked to the lockdown, you will see another region, they will ruin everything. You will mm. see another, another region due to politics or religion or poverty, they will not stick to the lockdown. So it's right. hard to keep the virus, you know? Uh, so it's, it's hard to, to keep the virus controlled. This is very important. And uh, also the education. So some people still do not believe in Corona. Uh, right. I way, think that, yes. that's a serious problem. I think that is a real, act, that's a real factor. So, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Uh, you're doing great. But also I want to give you a small uh, info. You know, the lady who was uh, arguing with me, effectively... What's funny, I'm her doctor, and the second day she was in my clinic, and you're I said, I am me. with the vaccine. Oh, you're joking. So, that, 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 you're, no, no, I'm not joking. Doctor? And she was she was <laughs> also today with her daughter, because she, all her, her family, and this is uh, Nympho, and I told her I will say it, and she told me, okay, because I'm, I'm still in touch with her. So she's gentle. She's not, I, I was not really against her, nothing personally. I was against the idea you know, of, of, of saying that doctors of USA, and really you cannot say doctors of USA because uh, here it's a big word, you know, you have to name them and to tell me uh, he's like uh, the director of, of the medical school and Johns Hopkins, you have to give me argument, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it so, shows you how small Lebanon is, come in. This is your, I mean, come yeah. on, this is great. <laughs> That's no, me. no, nothing personal. Some, <laughs> some people told me she's nice. Why, why, why you did this? I, 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 why you did this? I, I told them, like in Corona, it's not like other viruses. Um, it's, 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 it's a virus. You need determination. Uh, right. And you, yeah. you asked me before uh, my expectations. I don't expect the virus to, to be less uh, in numbers before May, June. But I expect to win in 2021 over this virus. Okay, but I'll say it again. I think the way you handled it is is encouraging for people that may not know enough about the necessity of the science at least and the, the ability to do a vaccine under duress 
and it took a year, but the fact is there are, there are major companies that are delivering this. And if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, Moderna, Moderna Putnik. Putnik. And then there's a, I think it was recently jo- Johnson and Johnson is testing a one shot uh, vaccine. Can I, I mean, I'm not going to take more of your time. I just want to understand from your side. Is there any Zeneca and a lot? Yes. No, so the, the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Can you yeah. just like a general? Yeah, please. You know, I will be honest, you know me. Part is political, like when Dubai will take the Chinese one or Iran will take the Chinese one. This is a kind of like, you know, agreements between countries. Uh, It's not our concern. Our concern is to do the protection. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems Pfizer is like 95%. The Chinese one uh, numbers were 80%. We heard about it. But it's about also the price. We have have, uh, to take in consideration the price, lower prices, or also the way you do it. Like Pfizer needs refrigerators 70 degrees, minus 70 degrees. So, you know, mm-hmm. one vaccine mm-hmm. might be taken before the others for some uh, businesses, uh, reasons, political reasons, but we do not care. What we care is to have this vaccine, uh, avail- whatever vaccine is available to take. Uh, Saraha is, is if I don't have any vaccine and I only have the Chinese, I would go for the Chinese. You know what I mean? Okay, so there's no, I mean, another, I, I hope I'm asking it right. There's no advantage to taking one over the other. It's just delivery rather than actual. I mean, uh, and I know those percentages are are quite high. It's ninety five percent, and then maybe- I can I, I can say I know I can say Pfizer is better than the Chinese, even though the Chinese is less expensive or easier to give. For okay. example, temperature. But but if I have no vaccine to take and I am, I have the choice between only the Chinese, mm-hmm. I would take the Chinese. Also, China is a big country like Russia. They are advanced. Okay, now they have to. To, to, to say we are sorry for the world because they spread corona, but maybe it's not on purpose, of course, and they fought it well, but also it was spread from there, said, and they won, China won over corona. We could follow China, how they did it, but uh, you know, every country and, and its politics. I, I'll just, one more question. You're, you've, you're very busy and I know you've been very kind to give me this moment. I, I'm, I'm curious about the policies from your perspective. I know you're not a, you're not a public policy, per, you're not, you're not a, you're a doctor and you're sort of, you're giving sound advice on the vaccine, but just the way the lockdown has impacted all of us the last few weeks and, and that it's been a very sort of very, very trying time for everyone. Can you imagine a situation where this is unsustainable? Meaning that let's say February 8th comes around and the, the numbers are still very high and that there is a need to extend it. Is there a tipping point where it becomes almost that the population doesn't necessarily, that they don't have the ability any longer to just sort of stay put and wait? Is, is, that, is that a factor? Or, or is to it- be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, because I know it's a very difficult sort of decision on how to shut down. No, no, Rani, I, I, Rani, I can assure you, I would not name the uh, places in Lebanon, you know them, but I was in um, uh, yesterday going to hospital. I didn't felt, I, I didn't feel the lockdown, you know? Right. I didn't feel the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of places opening, cheating, people um, saying we need money, you know? So, yeah. you know, Lebanese, they do like bizeko, uh, we can say, uh, it's good and bad at the same time, but I guess that if you if you see now the uh, financial state of our country with the dollar, uh, for me it is increasing. Corona, it's not helping. You know. Oh, I see. So that uh, that's interesting. So the economic situation has made the coronavirus react uh, policy on the corona. 
Right, yes. right. The spread is more, yes. Hmm. But and that... you know, when you do the hard work, you close a place and you don't close the other. Not closing the other is easier to ruin everything. You know what I mean? Right. right. So lately with the manifestations we are seeing, yeah. besides if we are with or against, for Corona, it's bad, you know? Right, right. And is, I mean, if you were to, if you were in a position to advise on sort of extending or stopping this lockdown, is, is it safe to say that it would be smarter to extend it even if the economic calamity is there, that this is a health decision that trumps money? Or, or do you see it as more nuanced, that there's a way sort of to, to manage this? The lockdown will stay and you will mm. see 1,000 cases minimum per day, sadly. Yeah. But yeah. people will, uh, will open in a, in, a, in a way not really obvious, you know. People will like uh, right. do in a way to, to, to eat. You know, other countries, some countries gave the people money or food. In Lebanon, we don't have this. And this will affect negatively on the lockdown. Right. Dr. Hanina? This was a very rewarding conversation. It's the shortest episode I've done. I really appreciate your time. And thank you for doing what you're doing on TV. And I look forward to seeing you again on TV. And it's always good to know just how small Lebanon is. I'll see one of your other <laughs> clients are <laughs> debating with you on TV. I'm like, oh, yeah, he probably knows her as well. <laughs> small country. Don't worry. I, I spoke to her uh, today yeah. because... <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> But th those relationships aside, which is it's a kind of nice background story, it is important to at least emphasize the science behind this and that the vaccines are safe. And you did that with clarity, and I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thanks for listening and watching. And a friendly reminder to support this podcast by contributing through Patreon or PayPal. All links are in the details box. Until next time, I'm Rani Shatah, and this is the Beirut Banyan.